0: Reporting is Eligible is proudly supported by Appleton Coffee Company. They're a small local roaster in Appleton, Wisconsin, and I make a pot of their Packerland Breakfast Blend just about every morning. I also have a very large bag of the barrel-aged coffee that I enjoy on the weekends. If you go to AppletonCoffee.com and use code RAE at checkout, you'll save yourself 10% and you will support the show. Once again, that's AppletonCoffee.com, code RAE at checkout.
1: Deal. He had a brand new Nissan truck, convertible, with a portable phone
2: He had a Kenwood deck that was bumping loud as he stomped in a no-parking zone The devil stepped out with
1: the people on a of black feel-out like suit that was down But then he turned his head when his eyes got red when he heard this scratching sound He walked up on a boy on two turntables, this boy was ripping the cut So the devil jumped up on the back of his truck and said, boy, let me tell you what Hey everybody, welcome to episode, I think, 15 of Reporting is Eligible, we'll go with that I actually did look it up um, yesterday when someone, somebody commented that I was going to forget it, and then I forgot it anyway, so I'm pretty, <laughs> pretty sure it's 15, but that's fine. It's about the Eagles and the Lions to come, so um, the uh, the Packers, in good shape, just, just stomping inferior teams as they show up, which is like every team in the NFL, pretty much, uh, <laughs> except uh, like five, but... Um, they beat the Eagles bad. The Eagles have no quarterback. Now they have two no quarterbacks, and they look pretty good doing it. Um, so I think there's some reasons to be optimistic out of this game. They uh, The defense was, in particular, much better than they have been recently. We can get into the reasons for that because there are a couple of them. Um, and uh, I, I think... There was nothing really bad to take away from this. Offense was dynamite. Aaron Jones was dynamite. Offensive line was dynamite. And the defense was kind of good across the board. Maybe the most complete game they played all season. But before we get into that, I should introduce people except for Matt. So um, in in Urban Wawatosa, as per usual, we have...
2: Hey, J.R. Radcliffe, training sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. One thing I like to do as a considerable non-athlete is notice the things that I can do better than actual professional athletes. There were a couple of brewers over the years that I'm pretty sure I could run faster than. Not many, a couple. Johnny Estrada comes to mind. Prince uh, Fielder. I, a couple this year. Probably. Fiel- oh, no. I was not faster than Prince Fielder. No, but no,
0: that <laughs> guy? Jerk. I know Prince Fielder, the Tiger, and you could run faster than Prince Fielder, the Tiger.
2: The man was a designated hitter for a reason. No. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I know that I can attempt a tackle better than Packers punter J.K. Scott. Oh, oh yeah
1: so there were a couple things that went badly I it.
2: <laughs> yeah it's a love <laughs> fest but not on all three phases of the game yeah, but yeah. uh but that's okay i'm sure we'll talk about that
1: and in colorado sean menenga's greatest fan is
2: <laughs> ah yes what a segue
0: <laughs> oh what's happening everybody my name is matt but you can call me Mattub, meme weaver for acne packing company and general twitter rebel rouser and before we move on too far into the show, we will be doing a giveaway through our show's sponsor, Appleton Coffee Company, on our show's Discord. So, Paul, if you could leave a link to the Discord in the show notes. I will do so. Um, it's
1: fun. The Discord's fun. I'm surprised at how fun it is. Um, it is like a good comment section, which, you know, it's like an oxymoron. It may explode the universe at some point. So,
0: Well, it, it has become the de facto comment section.
1: Yes. Um, in case behind the scenes acne packing company um uh, espionation changed their commenting system and it's terrible so matt came up with a
0: different better one and got everybody to join it (laughs) good good work well done well so the 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 thing is 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 espionation is under the vox umbrella and this is a vox wide change and most of vox's content is not blog style or at least not community style yeah and so it's designed to be a it's designed to be like a news comment section, not a community comment section. So it's good at what it does, but it's it's a poor implementation for SP Nation. Yeah.
1: Okay. That's probably enough inside baseball. Let's go back to talking <laughs> about garbage special teams. Um, and and let's, let's talk about actual baseball
2: Every <laughs> utopian comment section By the way ultimately fails There, It is just a government that cannot stand Eventually yes. the poison seeps in oh, In will. the
0: words of Thomas Jefferson If men were angels no comment section would be necessary That's yes. exactly what he said and By the way on the <laughs> discord if you have
1: a question For the podcast there is an RAE question subfolder and you can ask it there And a bunch of people did so. <laughs> um, Thanks for that everybody <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's let's not start with special teams because it's depressing, and we have a bunch of questions about it, and we can rip on J. K. Scott for fifteen minutes later. Um, let's let's start with uh, like Darnell Savage, who has been good for a few games in a row, and I want to start there because I have a theory about why. But uh, his interception was great, um, it, and you know we were we've called him athletic, haha, a few times when he was having a bad first part of the season. All three of his interceptions have been pretty skilled interceptions. This was mm-hmm. this is a bad throw by Jalen Hurts. Um, I thought th- his arm was hit. It might have. It might have been, might have been. Um, but because uh, it was floppily, it was not a. It was not a strong throw. It was a. It was a lackadaisical throw to the outside. But he had to stop on a dime, made a great diving snag of it, and um, I, I can't remember the last time I saw an interception by a packer quite that athletic. Maybe Chandon last year actually had one, but it's been a while. I was. That's... I was going to say Charles Woodson. <laughs> Charles Woodson maybe. That's three and two weeks for him. Now quarterbacks notwithstanding. They they throw it up, but he has performed and actually hauled it in. The Packers have struggled getting turnovers and he looks really, really good. So um my theory on this is uh related to a tweet I saw, I think it was Fennel, but I could be wrong, that this was the first game in a while that they actually were more than half of their coverages in man coverage. And uh people have been beating down the door for Petten to go more man and less zone especially on third downs and third and longs, um, just because if you have a pass rush, the idea is to get them to throw the ball into coverage, and that's what creates interceptions and seems to be happening a little bit more. And there are a lot of th- defensive backs who are just better in one than the other, significantly so. And I do, I do kind of wonder if Darnell Savage is more of a man safety, where... That's where you kind of get to freelance and play center field a little bit more. When you're playing zone as a safety, you have to guard a zone. That's like your job. You can't just go after the ball if you see the ball go out. Um, And the way that he kind of reacts to throws makes me think this might just suit him better. So um, that's that's my theory. And if they keep doing that, I think Darnell might turn it around
0: at the back half here. And with Raven Green's. Injury again. I was, I I was, yeah. But it's inevitable. It you is, have a dude who weighs small. as much. He weighs as much as a wide receiver, and he's playing uh, middle linebacker. it's going to get hurt. But I was hoping that we would get to see Darnell Savage as the money backer, as opposed to. I mean, who is it going to be now? It's
1: uh, Redmond.
0: Yeah, it's it's Redmond probably. Um, I I want to see Darnell Savage cover tight ends and slot receivers and and. The middle of the field as opposed to a deep zone
1: yeah i'm on board with that that would be great
2: what, this the, is oh go ahead you're talking about people who've clamored for Pettin to go man instead of zone is that correct me if i'm wrong because honestly this stuff starts to elude me a little bit this is where i'm not as as keyed into this as most people the that's what the players are asking for, right? They're asking for Pettin to simplify things, to enable them to just go after the quarterback. And I presume that comes equipped with sort of a man's, you know, a man framework, right?
1: Yeah. That is allegedly, uh, maybe not allegedly the players did ask for that.
2: Uh, So this
1: is, uh, this is going to be a terrible story. I apologize in advance, but so I, I have, uh, everybody's played football at some level and I've played football only at the lowest possible level uh, You know, outside at a park with
2: Could friends. you tackle better than J.K. Scott? <laughs> on that play, I at least can throw my body in front of somebody. So. Could you at least take a step toward the man with yeah. the football? Also, is it J.K. <laughs>
0: Scott like 6'3"? 6'4", 5! It's a tall. large person. He's a large Just like lay
2: down. Lay down and put your hands on his feet. Yeah.
1: Yep, indeed. It, it would have been good to... to to continue. So I I play quarterback in like beer leagues and stuff like that and just uh, I don't want to oversell my my quarterbacking here cuz I'm not a good quarterback. I I my my chief thing is that my arm is so bad that I can't just throw bombs all day and too many beer league quarterbacks get into the habit of just tucking it deep. And so, you know, I'm good. I'm like Gardner Minshew. I can throw it 10 yards down the field and I don't get tempted to try and take too much. Anyway, point being is this. Like every once in a while you run into a team that plays zone against you and if you're not the guy who just tucks it down the field, and you realize that there's a zone. All you have to do is wait two seconds, and like somebody will just pop open. <laughs> it's it's really just a patient person's or it's an impatient person's defense. And if you have any time at all, like people find holes in it so easily. It's it's I understand like some of the concepts behind zone, especially like zone blitzing, where you trick a quarterback to throwing to a zone where he doesn't think there is a guy because a guy dropped back. Like I get all that, but man's always struck me as just inherently a better defense it I'm sure it's more fun to play like you just follow a guy around and you try and stay with him um it it seems like just the more aggressive defense and much more prone to get turnovers I think the downside is is it's viewed as a way to get torched deep more frequently because if a guy beats his man um, there's not always people you can you can steer safeties away from the area and things like that but like uh, I think that's usually a trade-off worth making um I'd rather get beat deep quick than than cut to death all the way down the field with a crappy zone that's got it, 15 yards.
0: So. It's also funny that Pettin is the zone guy because zone is better against the run and Pettin's terrible against the run.
1: Also a good point, yeah. That's one of the downsides, man, is it people turn their backs backs there's not as much um run support on especially on play action, but it doesn't matter with Patton's defense. <laughs> it's, they should be so much better against the run than they are. So if they make the switch, I do think m- most of the team's better in it. Now, Jair has actually been historically um, better as a zone corner. Um, however, I have noticed in Football Outsiders that the number one corner ranking for the Packers has been trending downward over the last couple of weeks. So th- there may be something to that. If there are going more men, that might not be Jair's wheelhouse quite as much. Um, Kevin King usually pretty good Chandon actually pretty good in that too So, um, and Chandon's rankings are still quite good by the way um, so uh, I know defenses tend to like to play Matt like the people on the field and it, they seem to be good at it like this was a good game <laughs> so I hope they keep bringing it out and do it repeatedly I, I don't like zone, I don't like zone like in any sport not basketball, not, not anything Just, uh, the basketball was better when they outlawed
0: it isn't well, baseball basically zone defense?
1: Uh, to you know, that I mean, there's, no, there's no men to to, to, to
0: defend. But so I'm just saying, isn't it, is it baseball just nine people playing zone? Yeah, yeah it is. <laughs> I mean, it's just a zone. That's the whole
1: game it is a zone.
2: <laughs> when there's no offensive <laughs> players physically in the field, it's hard to play anything else.
1: It is. There is no way to play man-to-man defense. It would just be people sitting on benches, and that's no fun for anybody. <laughs>
2: Um you talked about Savage, a couple other guys that really popped in this game. Kingsley Kiki looking awesome, picking up two sacks. I know I know Kiki wasn't like the main the main guy on one of those sacks and just kind of cleaned up, but like looking great. So Rashawn Gary looking good. Man, that's a good front right now. They're looking they're they're playing the part.
0: Kiki's legitimate solo uh, sack. I at first I thought it was a stunt because he came in so fast. I was like, that's got to be a stunt. He came in as a free rusher. No, he legitimately just okay. beat the brakes off of his man. It was a guard, I think. Um, he threw this like double jab step club hand swim move that thing. Swim it it move? was
1: awesome. That swim move was like the best pass rushing move anybody's done on this team in a while. Like
0: he he was doing a Devonte Adams line release. Yeah, it was really good. <laughs>
1: um, he does. He flashes every once in a while. He might actually be something. Like I, I think. Kiki might just need time and some practice because he's got massive power. Every once in a while, he'll just ball rush people to death. And he seems to be developing some actual moves, which would be a nice trend. <laughs> um, but uh, this was also not the best offensive line. And uh, both, like, Hurts ran himself into a few sacks. That, and uh, Wentz just, man, he, he is a, he just gets
2: himself killed back there. Just so holding. tentative, man. It's crazy Cause... to watch him play quarterback.
0: Is Wentz legitimately one of the worst starting quarterbacks in the league currently? Like like thirtieth or worse? Except for the fact that he's officially not a starting quarterback anymore. Yes, yes he is. Um, but prior he, to that,
1: he I've never seen a guy quite look quite so obviously broken as he looks. Uh, it's really kind of sad to watch. Like this is you know losing your ability to throw to first base level, um, broken on his part. And I think he is one of the worst quarterbacks in football at this point.
0: And- uh, Kyle Orton quit on his team. The same way a dad leaves his children without telling the children that he's leaving. He legitimately said, "I forgot my wallet in my locker." Went back to get it and left without telling anyone. And Kyle Orton looked like a better quarterback in his last game than Carson Wentz has <laughs> looked all season.
1: He did. I, I feel like he needs to go to like some kind of intense, like multi-week QB school to relearn how to play from scratch. Like he needs his own. Well, Drive but they need
0: a, they need a quarterback in Dallas, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: suppose they do. Um, the Mike McCarthy QB school.
2: Do you see McCarthy with another quote about rushing attempts? How he has yeah. a goal for rushing attempts? I wrote twenty
1: it, attempts. The first thing I ever wrote for Acme packing company was about how stupid that was. It was in twenty. <laughs> it was in twenty fourteen, and he's still saying the same stupid crap. After making all this. You know, noise about spending time with PFF and learning about stats—it's the same old garbage from him. Like, what did he even do? Did he just get tips on how to sleep over at Jerry's house properly? Like, <laughs> it, the, there's, they should fire him, right? I know he's owed a billion dollars, but they should get did rid you, of him immediately. I can't did you guys see that?
0: Like uh, yeah, he's terrible. But did you see the Lombardi graph that's going around this week?
1: No, no, I did not. Uh,
0: uh, Lombardi Vince Lombardi, Lombardi said the magic—the magic number for offensive. Oh, I saw uh, that, yeah. When you when you combine completions and rushing attempts and it reaches fifty, you win. Well, the uh, it was like the win percentage of offensive plays is it, it's a um, there is a peak and it's like fifty three offensive plays of completions and rushing attempts. So maybe McCarthy's just going for his twenty rushes because his quarterback isn't going to complete thirty passes.
2: <laughs> a little uh, a little disappointed. with how they, I, Again, disclaimer, I really I liked McCarthy when he was here. Mm-hmm. It, it does appear that maybe there was something wrong with with the way he was doing things more so than I kind of thought there was when he was fired. But I was really hoping that Dallas would rise up in the east and because the Packers right now are trending towards being the number two seed and they would play the well. Wait, actually, now that I say that, that's not true. They wouldn't. They would that uh, they division Dallas- winner would be the three yeah. or the four seed. But like I was dreaming of a scenario where the Packers beat the Cowboys and then McCarthy gets fired, and the Packers are somehow the guy that ushers uh, ushers McCarthy out of Dallas. But if they make the playoffs, there's no way that they're firing McCarthy either.
1: <laughs> that's a very good point, and yeah, they're not gonna be able to play that the East anyway. At least not until not unless they win a game, and they're they're not gonna do that. Um, right now, they get the Vikings, which is a little scary. So I'm hoping that they can yeah rise up. But and but get if the it's warm. not
2: them, it's the Cardinals, and I don't know if you want them any more than you. I mean, the Vikings the Vikings could lose to anybody too. I, I mean, the Cardinals could too. They're six and six, but like I don't know. I don't know which team I'd want. Well, can't the Buccaneers actually? Aren't they in that spot right now? Aren't the Cardinals out right now? Yeah, the Cardinals are the first team out. So if the Vikings fall back a game, I'm saying the Cardinals gotcha. would rise up into the seventh spot. <laughs>
1: All right, I guess I, I'm not putting it past the, the Vikings to actually move up a spot, and the, well, then you get, you get the Buccaneers, and that's no fun. <laughs> no, I
2: meant uh, if the Vikings fall out, though, then yeah. Arizona would Arizona be the team no, to take
1: that. No fun for the Packers either. So, they, getting that one seed is really important for them. They have this super easy path to the Super Bowl if all things hold, and they do that. It's probably Seattle in the second round if that happens, and they'll destroy Seattle. Oh my uh, god!
0: Yeah, they're in good that shape Seattle for team too. is. What the hell happened in Seattle? Did everyone just figure out that they suck?
1: They were they were very Russell, um, Russell in defense, and now they don't have a defense. And Pete Carroll manages like they do, and they don't, so it doesn't work. He's
2: dumb. He's Russell is not on every game. Pete, well, Car- Pete
0: Carroll. Pete Carroll calls that like cover three shell with your number one corner and man coverage like nonstop. Like yeah. that's all he knows how to do. It's it's like. Pete Carroll is like when people talk about the Madden coordinators. He's a Madden coordinator. He found one coverage that worked five years ago, and he calls the same coverage nonstop.
1: He totally does. He's going to be Mike McCarthy in like a year or two. Um, People are going to be like, "How did you ever coach a team?" He'll catch on with the Jets or something and flame out, and that that'll be the end of Pete. That that is that is what he is. Jets would be a great spot for him. Trevor
2: Lawrence got some history there. Serendipity, (laughs) baby. So.
0: Uh, we 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 need a new name for our our new good linebackers, because it's not the Smith Bros anymore. So would it would be like Easy e- e- Z- G- <laughs> Jeezy? Uh,
2: I don't. Know. I don't know. Everyone but Kirksey? That could be the name of it. <laughs> so I mean, it's it's
0: Gary. It's the Gary and Z show now. They had three sacks between them.
2: It's
1: I, I, I I'm unprepared there. to come
0: up with pithy nicknames on the spot. so
1: So
2: Preston did okay again he's fine he's been better the last two weeks but
0: yeah he's been fine but fine isn't good enough when you're nine million dollars in cap savings well and he'll be gone next year and he's the third outside now
1: and that's fine actually I'm okay with that he had half a sack he's all right hopefully he can just turn it on for three games and then we can say goodbye um that that's I'm good enough for that but there's no good nickname for that like um, Gary is a boring name, you know. Gary is a boring guy. He's Gary. He, there's, there's no way to make that to dress that up. Like,
0: my, my only experience with the name Gary is the rival from Pokemon. Gary so Sharon. I grew up, well, I grew up knowing Gary was a dick.
1: <laughs> See, still makes it hard. How about Zadari and Gary? Uh, it does rhyme. I'll give you that. How about Zagary? <laughs> Zagarius. Zagarius. There you go power couple a name. All right. So there uh, we go. No, Zagar- Zagarius combined for <laughs> three sacks. Henceforth Zagarius. Yes, they did.
2: <laughs> yeah, the the, the Fulgum thing seems to have completely disappeared. I still don't quite understand why, but... It's not like he's not... worse than anybody
1: else on that team. The, the, right. That is the worst receiving core. Uh, they should not have taken Jalen Rhaegar because he's the kind of guy who is best with other guys better than him on the outside to free up space in the middle boy, do they not have that. So, um, I don't know why they're not playing full He's actually, I think pretty good. His time has been decreasing steadily week after week, but he's replaced by nothing. Um, like you guys follow
0: Michael Kist on Twitter. Uh, no, I do not. Uh, Michael is a, he's, um, SB nation. I think he runs the SB nation podcast. He's Eagles writer. Um, Highly recommend, funny funny dude, nice guy. Uh, he, he did like a whole series of tweets this morning where he was like, can you believe they're running bracket coverage on Nelson Aguilar in 2020? And then the next tweet is, can you believe that they threw it to Nelson Aguilar who's being bracketed in 2020?
1: <laughs> <laughs> if only the Eagles still had him. Um <laughs>
0: All right. Or uh, not Nelson Aggle, who's the, or who's the old? Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon Jeffrey. Alshon yeah, I, I not that old. He's just not
1: very good. Um,
0: Isn't he like 30?
1: He's probably 30. Check. Alshon Jeffrey's problem is just he's, he's MBS and always has been. He catches under 50% of his targets and he only runs deep routes, and he can't build an offense around MBS, so that's the Eagles' problem in a nutshell. See. at least all the Packer offensive players were awesome so there's that the Eagles actually have a good defense uh, they are let down by their offense constantly and came in ranked medium like 16th but given the fact that their offense always puts them in a bad spot not too shabby yeah he's 30 good call um, so what would you say that they're medium well yeah medium well <laughs> JR is th- pointing his thumbs down and making a face Um yeah. thumbs down me
2: uh, that, I thought that that, that was, was
0: medium rare.
2: <laughs> thought that was going to be when Fletcher Cox, when we learned that he might not play going into the game, I thought I thought it was going to be the exact same thing as the Bears. They were just going to torch him. Yeah, they did. Um, <laughs> they did. Yeah, uh, they did. Like I, I think the Eagles held their own. I honestly, I don't, I, I don't feel as uplifted about this game as you do, Paul, because. Hmm. This game was very much in doubt. I know it took a fluky return touchdown because the special teams is now officially the worst special teams unit in the NFL. But uh
0: no, it's not. The Chargers are still worse. The Chargers are historically bad. There's oh Chargers. man, I thought
2: I, I thought I saw that Green Bay was now at the bottom.
0: No, the Chargers are actually worse than when the Chargers were so bad that they cost one of the <laughs> yeah. best teams of all time a Super Bowl.
2: The, wow.
1: Um, I, I forget what stat it was—either DVOA or like EPA or something like that. But I saw the F- Outsiders guys tossing around that. They were the league worst um, at, like, 11% going into this game, and they exited at, like, 14, and it's unprecedented right. to lose three points of percentage on special teams in one game. And uh, they, they're... I don't know what the, what it is with the Chargers. It's insane, but they always suck, and they suck more than ever this year. Green Bay, though, still quite bad. So, qu- quite terrible. Right there with yeah. That. I mean, well, obviously...
2: Because, like,
0: I'm sorry. Obviously, you that's,
2: obviously, that's fluky. It's just like that will co- that. That's going to cost you a game in the playoffs. Yeah. Like if you give up a stupid touchdown, or even if you give up, you know, 40 yards on a return. Like that's going to cost you a game. Yeah. If the other team's starting at the 45
1: every freaking time, that's no good, and that is definitely a huge weakness that they need to fix. I guess I, ne- I should have felt like it was in doubt because it definitely was in doubt. If not for the Aaron Jones run, um, I think the Eagles maybe pushed them a little bit more. But uh, I guess my faith in the Eagles sucking never really gave up here. So uh, the offense w- kind of was weird. Uh, they didn't score as many points as you maybe would have thought they would in this game. But everybody had pretty good individual performances. I think they just got their, their play calling a little out of sync a couple times and just got kind of unlucky a couple times um, with, I don't know, various problems. But uh, they played well. I think we have regular Alan Lazard back. Devontae was great. Um Aaron played pretty well. A little lower completion percentage than you would like, and everybody graded out really well. Tanyan caught his touchdown. Uh, it's hard to find anybody who really sucked. Even MVS who sucked catching the ball and dropped a fifty-five-yard block. What a yeah. what a blocking yeah, he job! Well he He ran his butt off. He just did it. He did the MVS thing. He dropped his bomb and then he blocked really well. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I love that that blocking well is the new MVS thing. Well, like, I just like to see I, guy hustle I've been, when
1: he's struggling. That's all.
0: Like, don't I, I've don't been him. defending him and Twitter all week. People were like, how can MVS drop the ball?" blah, blah. And it's like, hey man, like maybe you should watch him block. He's pretty good.
2: Yeah, he is. Did have some, some rocky offensive drives. Obviously the first drive of the game was really bad. That was, bad. That was really bad. I do feel like anecdotally it's the most I've seen the Packers get exactly what they want in the passing game. You know, you had a lot of throws from Aaron Rodgers that were very easy I mean, the touchdown comes to mind. Even the touchdown to to Devontae to start things off comes to mind. That just anything they wanted to get, they were they were getting, and it didn't always click. But like it felt like Aaron Rodgers was very at ease. It helps when your offensive line is just studs up and down, like one through eight. Yeah. So that's that's a really nice luxury to have. The, the keep keeping him clean is something else. But so, uh, so
0: the at, the offense. Packers legend J.T. O'Sullivan did a breakdown today. Um on his QB school. I, I love saying legend. Packers Legend G- yes, <laughs> Um he had some criticisms for the offense. S- said that Aaron Rodgers was uh playing selfishly. Oh yeah? Yeah. Too, too much forcing um, to
1: that, it, 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 was it about forcing to Devonte to try and get him touchdowns? It was
0: it was about forcing to get to four hundred, uh specifically. Ah, okay. Um really and, that's in that's, fact the I'm not sure I buy the Devonte, the Devante Pirouette touchdown. First um, one was it tr- was a true RPO. Um, Aaron Jones would have walked in untouched to the end zone had the ball been handed off, and Alan <laughs> Lazard was open on a slant a lot more than Devontae was.
1: I I think that is legit that he did try and force it too much to Devontae Adams to get um, touchdowns, but also I, I mean Devontae Adams caught ten of twelve balls that were thrown his way. (laughs) So it's not like he was inefficient or anything like that. He was fine. But
0: the Tunyon touchdown, Tun, Tunyon. Yep. Bob (laughs) Tunyan. Tun. Cool whip. Cool whip. The the (laughs) Tunyon touchdown. Was actually all Bob. Um the uh I can't remember the name of the coverage, but it was man with the exception of the middle of the field was a zone. And there was a, the corner who was bluffing the blitz and the middle linebacker got to decide who like, depending on what direction Bob broke, one of them was supposed to cover him and Bob broke inside and it looked like Aaron was going to take a sack. So the linebacker um, was looking to bite on Bob running a short route. And so Bob saw that, The linebacker bit, and he's just like, okay, I'm gonna throw a hand up and run to the end zone.
2: (laughs) So that was all. That was all Bob. Like with finding Kittle out. How many? How many tight ends are better than him this year?
1: Just Travis Kelsey. That's it. He's uh, incredible. So by efficiency stats, he's number one. He's number one in DVOA. The Kelsey is more involved in his offense, and your efficiency often will suffer a little bit if they get the ball to you a little bit more. So that's fine. His D-Y-A-R is way better than everybody else's, but Tanyan is second in that category. So um, that's accounting stats, and that is, I think, the one that you can really point to to see how good he is. He's, he's uh, By the end of the season, as long as he doesn't get hurt, he's going to have probably the best tight end season in, in franchise history.
2: It's incredible. Uh, nobody I mean, knows that. For as much as we love Bob Tanyan and talk about him, nobody realizes how good that nope, is.
1: They don't. Um, it's it's kind of a big mystery. I wrote about it last week, and it it remains. Or two weeks ago, actually, it remains true. I've been updating my my sheets every week, and he leads. He, so this stat only goes back to nineteen ninety two. So it does exclude um, uh, some of their old timey good tight ends. But he's his yards per attempt is two yards better than the next highest yards per attempt for tight ends. Um, incredible. Yeah. He's great. I love Bob. Still not going to say his name right, but I love him. (laughs) By the way, after this game, Aaron Jones has shot up the DVOA charts. He is now number two overall, and he is he's been middle of the pack for the until about three weeks ago, and he's been slowly going up, going up, and he went up a lot this week. So he is uh, second in efficiency, where that's usually where he ends up, and he's doing it again. Um, Their their efficiency. Did his run feel
0: like an yeah. Sorry, I was gonna say, did his run feel like an accident? Not like his touch? Because to me, so after like thirty five yards, it was he was very close to going out of bounds. And it seemed like he was just cutting back in to keep the clock running. Save time. Yeah, okay. And then he was and then he was just like, Oh, I ha- I still have a lane. All right, like <laughs> I guess I'll score.
1: <laughs> I think I mean I do think that's a possibility because that that's a smart idea to cut back inside and save and kill time. But um, you know, he I'm sure he had his eye, you know. The potential for going further was probably still there. I mean, you cut back inside; you don't go down right away. You're like, okay, I cut back inside. Probably run into a guy get tackled, and he didn't. <laughs> Nobody was there. Um, he that that's one of the best runs I've I've seen in a long time from him.
2: It's the best play of the year, yeah, I think. It was. I had more fun so watching good. that play than any other.
1: Almost all of those yards were after contact. He was stuffed like a couple times on that play, and just kept turning it on. It was amazing.
0: What is it with Packers running backs and the Eagles that produces great running back plays? because <laughs> because i'm brought to mind the the screen pass to eddie lacy um in the throwbacks against the eagles when uh, he had just a convoy and bowled a couple guys over and then jordy came out of nowhere like eddie lacy is at a full sprint and then jordy just comes out of nowhere like hey
2: let me just throw one block
0: for you real quick
2: you have when you have an offensive lineman that gets to the end zone at the same time as the ball carrier in a 77 yard run, that to me is the equivalent of a fat guy touchdown. Oh, totally. It's, it's close. It's very close. It's just love to see the effort and the outright athleticism that it takes. Just very impressive. This offensive line is just disgusting. They're well, so if, freaking good. Not if you didn't asked even for a need Runyon. <laughs> <laughs> they did didn't not. even need John Runyon. That's true. They did
1: not.
0: So, why, why is there such a disparity between the way pro football focus grades out the running and the way ESPN grades out the running blocking run blocking.
1: So this, I don't actually have a good explanation for this and I'm not totally sure. Um, Other than that, PFF grades are kind of garbage and um, (laughs) rely a a lot on very subjective grading from people who aren't necessarily that good at it. Now that said, they're not useless and they're right more than they're wrong. Um, But they both try and isolate running back um, production from offensive line production. That's the goal of the metric and of PFF in grading. So it's not like you can just point to, to Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams and be like, oh, they're making their own yards and that's making the line look good. Like that, That's not the case here. That, um, so the fact that there is a disagreement, really what it comes down to is somebody's wrong here. And w- we shouldn't discount the possibility that it is ESPN. Because ESPN has put out quite a few garbage stats themselves, QBR being the most prominent. Um, Here's the thing, though. The Packer running game is good and has been good, especially good, for a couple weeks now. Um, And, yeah, Aaron is good and is always super efficient. But it's hard to believe PFF's grading given how productive they actually are. So ESPN's probably right. Maybe there's a medium in there a little bit. But I suspect this is a case of PFF not understanding assignments. Um, The Packers use a lot of offensive linemen. It's a lot of different calls that go into that. And this is this is probably one of those where they're just outright wrong and don't know what's going on. That's my my best guess is that they're just dumb. PFF has good analytics people. Their scouting people is still not great.
0: Is what it is. Okay. Well, do you have a better explanation? No, I don't have a terrible explanation. I was just going to say. Uh, Watch the game nerds.
2: (laughs) Correct me if I'm wrong though. This is still sort of a little bit like defense in baseball. It's still a little bit of an untapped well of knowledge. Like it's, it's hard offensive line evaluation is hard
1: because
2: there is so much that goes into it. The outside, the outside eye almost never knows exactly what they're supposed to be doing. And it's, it's in its trenches. You don't get good looks at what happens. It's really hard to tell. That's even running
0: backs. Did, Did you guys see the uh, contentious tweet with Leonard Fournette? I think it was last week. There was a play of Fournette. It appeared that he had a pretty good running lane and he ended up getting tackled for like a one-yard gain or something. Um, The laymen watching it were like, wow, that guy's vision is terrible. But the... uh, film grinders that were watching it were like oh the linebacker had eyes on him and he was trying to go the linebacker into a block before going into his running lane or something like that and so it's like at this point we're all just guessing i'll just guess <laughs> yeah we don't
2: we don't know we don't know anything so uh, we 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 do know that it's Tavon Austin time in Green oh, Bay. We, know that. <laughs> we definitely didn't know get that. to play in this game, but with Tyler Irvin out again, sad, sad, Very sad. sad trombone. Uh, let's, uh, let's get to the Tavon Austin of it all. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, mean, I was going to make a nihilist Arby's joke and then you go. To- <laughs> it's like Ooh. We're all just guessing. None of this matters. Eat, Arby's.
2: Eat at Arby's. I'm, I'm, I'm here for the positive slant. No, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love, I love the, uh, the nihilist outlook at all times, but
1: I think, Tavon Austin was maybe in danger of not ever seeing the field, be, becoming the uh, Ryan Grant of this year. Um, shout out to Ryan Grant. Shout out to Ryan Grant, uh, the other one. Who um, is was
2: definitely a real person. Yes, definitely <laughs> a real person.
1: Um, and I think this is the only way he maybe gets on the field, because without, without if Irvin's there, there's no place for him at all. But Irvin's going to miss some time. Maybe the rest of the regular season. And uh, so Tavon Austin gets a shot. and should be exciting because Tavon Austin is – a crazy freak good athlete especially just outright speed wise and um we should we should at least get a show out of this if nothing else and also just the fact that it's
0: not darius Shepard is just a huge plus um hey speaking of darius shepherd did you see who got elevated to the active roster today
1: uh oh i you know what i, I was busy and i i saw you henry guys. Black. i saw There's you guys making, Hen- oh, henry black henry got black. activated
0: yeah henry black my my choice for i wonder if he can return kicks <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe Tavon will get hurt during the game, and we'll find out. <laughs> well, we had Chandon returning punts.
1: Yeah, he, not shifty, but caught the ball. So, right, but he's he's
0: <laughs> our he's our number probably number two corner. I guess you could say. Like, I, I would say he's the number two corner. Yeah, I don't I don't want him returning kicks.
2: I can't Mati- Malik Taylor just do all of it. What
0: <laughs> Malik is shifty, man.
2: I don't know what he's got a little twitch to him. I
1: I think we do have to come back to the, the fact that the special teams coordinator isn't very good and mm. is especially bad at picking people to do these jobs. It, it unless they're forced on him, um, you know, Billy Bean style. Uh, so, yeah, uh the, that's that's really I think it. He's not I, I don't get that, that reference. Oh, um in money Really? In money oh, oh, oh,
0: the the Chris Pratt gets benched because he he's not a first baseman. That's right. Exactly. <laughs>
2: okay. Okay. <laughs> you got <it>. Well done.
1: <laughs> And so Billy trades away Carlos Peña so that he has to play him, even though Carlos Peña that actually Pena... happened. Yeah, that really happened. Um, fun fact that I'm telling in the movie is Carlos Peña actually pretty good and uh, probably better than Scott Hatterberg at first base and hitting. So um, not not Billy's best move.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, it wasn't a
1: good
2: move. Also, as far as I know, the timing on that is a little bit dramatized. Like I'm not sure it was quite as we don't also know what was in Art Howe's head. So <laughs> it's possible that Art Howe was completely on board with it. It's, uh whatever it's a it's a good movie yeah it's a great movie
0: also possible though you're right i just i, I love that uh jonah hill gained 50 pounds to play a handsome guy he did
2: <laughs> that, it is 100 percent true that is a great i mean what's a better job as an actor we need you to gain a lot of weight so you can be more handsome no, they portray the, someone the, who is handsome, the real life version of, yeah. of the, the, Paul, the Paul Podesta, it, who also Paul, is not very big.
1: It's Paul De Podesta and Theo Epstein combined into one character. Sure, so. sure. B- both of which are athletes and stuff. So. Yeah.
0: <laughs> hey, you know who's not an athlete? The tight end that we just signed from the Lions. So that's who I thought you were going to talk about because he is a. <laughs> doesn't he have a one raz?
2: He has a
1: 1.5. I've never seen I've never seen a player with a 1.5 Raz before. He's,
0: he's I'm pretty sure he's smaller than Alan Lazard. He's six four. I think he's like two forty. Yeah. He's, so he's historically small for a tight end. Mm-hmm. He ran a four nine at the combine.
1: Right, which is which is bad. You should run what faster. What does he do here? Why did they sign him?
0: Uh because he knows the Lions playbook.
1: Is this a Lions
2: playbook signing?
0: To me, this is a. To me, this is a okay. played on the team we're going to play signing.
2: Well, it's really important to know all the details of the Lions playbook because you can't beat them without knowing their playbook. That's right. They're pretty good. Um, they're good now. <laughs> They've won the when game. <laughs> to uh, a dude stepping out of bounds one yard shy of the marker getting stuffed thereafter to end the game and an inexplicable fumble to set up a go-ahead <laughs> that touchdown was the best part <laughs> and you say Unbelievable. you say inexplicable except
1: it
0: was Mitch Trubisky, it's Mitch Trubisky. so it's very that is the explanation are we saying that the Bears lions to themselves
2: Uh, My wife wanted me to point that out explicitly. My wife, who is a Lions fan, who left the house and spiked two footballs in the (laughs) aftermath of that that victory, I have it on video. She does not want me to share it, and therefore I have not. But it is very good, very good content. Uh, (laughs) She wanted me to point out explicitly that it was absolutely a Lions game, but for the first time, it was the Bears who did the lioning. There you go. It's exactly what happened.
0: Is it lioning or lionzing?
2: I mean, it doesn't really matter. When you don't hey. go to the playoffs, you don't need the specifics.
0: <laughs> hey, man, I'm from Michigan. I, I feel the plight of the Lions fan. I, have, I want to get the semantics correct.
2: I have a Lions question. Uh, <laughs> interesting thought experiment. And maybe I don't have a really good way to articulate this question other than to ask – If anyone has had the career that Matthew Stafford has had, which is to say a quarterback who has been consistently solid, played for the same team for a very lengthy period of time, and his team has not won. You know, like usually that quarterback is gone, even if they're good.
0: Next year when Stafford is starting for uh, the Saints or for the Buccaneers, we can absolutely say that Matthew Stafford is having the Carson Palmer career. Because that's you're describing Carson Palmer. Well,
2: Carson Palmer. That's a really good point. That is exactly what happened. You're right. So what you're saying is he's going to be starting for the Saints. He's going to lead the Saints to like the NFC Championship game or something. Yes. That's what's going to happen. So yeah, yes. that makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, I would go Archie Manning if you
1: want to go old school. And, hey, there you go. Uh, and except for the uh, one good late season with the Jets, Vinny Testaverde is probably the best comp for him. They're mm-hmm. they're very similar players historically. Um, uh, number one overall, so I believe. Right? Was Stafford one overall? Uh, yeah. Yes, he was out of Georgia. Yep. And, uh you know, just stuck on awful teams for the vast majority of their careers, big arm guys. um and yeah. believe
2: Vinny, and you may know this better than I. I have a trivia question, a sports trivia question. I believe Tom Vinny Tuba. Testaverde is the <laughs> only quarterback who is top five in three different NFL franchises in career passing yards. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head, but that. I don't either, but I'm pretty sure that's right. Sounds
0: but right. Nine. of the time when there is a trivia question involving Vinny Testaverde, the answer is Tom Tupa.
2: I don't know if that applies here, but Tom Tupa is still a very good answer.
0: Vinny Testaverde was playing on a very good Jets team coached by Bill Parcells and exploded his Achilles in week one. That did happen. It was very sad. And then Tom Tupa, the punter, came in and and played
1: Tom Tupa. Tom Tupa was the backup. Yeah, that's that's a thing that happened for sure. Somebody had asked me,
2: I'd say that guy's a punter, Tom Tupa. He was, was
0: he was a punter. Yeah. Oh, he, he was also there. Okay. The <laughs> there
2: mass. it is.
1: So, so what does he got? Jets, Browns and Buccaneers,
2: Uh, Buc- Buccaneers, Buccaneers, Browns and Jets. I'm okay. almost positive. He's top five in three different franchises. And that would make sense. I mean, well, he only spent three years in Cleveland. The Browns but... are
1: the big one, but the Browns are the Browns. So it makes a lot of sense. Um, And he had decent season. No, oh, those are pretty bad. Well, that's, I- <laughs> That's the Browns for you. I mean.
2: Yeah. And, and we're talking we're probably talking about the New Browns, so that might count there too. So
0: we we need a video version of this podcast because the viewers need to watch Paul's face as he reads Browns stats. <laughs> <laughs> Ew. Ew! I mean, gross. they're
2: gross. Jesus.
1: They're what gross, the fuck? <laughs> they really are gross. They're just uh they're such a bad <laughs> franchise. Gonna... I love how we're trying to talk about the Lions and we're just like God. The Browns.
2: <laughs> Let's look at Vinny Testaverde. <laughs> Let's look him up fresh.
1: I forgot he was with the Browns even. Uh,
0: uh, so so Detroit. Detroit, oh, man. Um,
1: so, so Detroit. Well, they're not so bad. They're they're bad, but they're better than they were. They they got rid of their awful coach and they have a slightly less awful coach, former Wisconsin quarterback Daryl Bevel, uh, and. The, I think yeah. that w- that will help their offense greatly. I, I think um, Matt Patricia did have clearly had some impact on the offense. And um, Daryl's not a great offensive coordinator. We've we've seen him around a lot. He's be the Vikings and he was with the Seahawks. Um, but he's pretty good. And if you just let Stafford air it out, that works pretty well. And that's what he did against the Bears. And that's why they put up a ton of points against the Bears. So uh, they're a little scary for their offense. They have like, Kenny Galladay is not going to play. Probably he's still hurt. But um, they relied heavily on just hucking it up to Marvin Jones and TJ Hawkinson last game, and they gave Adrian Peterson a bunch of one-yard carries, and that worked really well. So um, they're, they're scary there, but, man, the defense is just awful, just just, just brutally terrible. Matt Patricia's signings were all awful. They're all expensive, terrible players who couldn't make the Patriots. That's still true, and the Packers should score, like, I don't know, 50, 60 points on them without too much trouble. Um, so there's
0: that. They're, so they're too- still, still bad. To get a check mark off the RAE checklist. Yep. To ref- reference the rundown. Uh, Paul's third point, third bullet point against the Lions. Bears scored thirty, so no worries. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> With Mitch Trubisky, can that was quite the feat. Can
1: you imagine the Bears scoring thirty points against an NFL team? Because that happened. I don't know how, but it did. So you're saying the Packers score fifty? I think fifty, sixty, easy. They're like two, ex- <laughs> two X ex- Bears,
2: right? That's I think an over under of forty is actually fair. Uh,
0: of just the Packers, they should get over
2: forty. Yeah. If they, yeah, okay, anything if they don't get
1: forty against the Lions, that's a that's a loss in my book. Oh come on! What?
0: I'm I'm going to be bringing up the betting <laughs> odds right, to see what the Vegas over under is. If
1: they get up like twenty eight nothing and then just t- take or take it off the gas, that's fine. But you know, that's why it would happen. I'll I'll gas no hey. break though. So.
2: While you're researching the betting line, let me tell you that I have done some Vinnie Testaverde work here, oh, <laughs> and uh, it's not the Browns; it's the Ravens. He's third all time behind Joe Flacco and Kyle Bowler. Now, obviously, you have
1: got since they've
2: been me. in Baltimore, he's third. Well, yeah, so, the it's Browns Buccaneers. inherited
1: their history, so that checks out. Um.
2: Right. So, Buccaneers, Jets. He's—I uh, think he's fifth in the Jets' history. I want to say second in Buccaneers and he's third for the Ravens for his wow.
1: two seasons in Baltimore. He is third on the I mean, that that 1996 season is really good
0: yardage but, wise.
2: Bear in mind Lamar Jackson is going to pass yes. him and it'll be well prior weekend, to so. Lamar
0: Jackson. Name a good Ravens I mean, quarterback. Uh, there's
2: Flacco who's at the top. Yeah,
1: that, I mean that's the so. it's Dilfer and Flacco and Tony Banks. I don't know.
0: Um, Steve he, McNair yeah Steve year? McNair but that was yeah a year um so um over under on the Packers game is 55 mm. uh I think that's with 53 percent going to the over Packers favored by seven and a half with 59 percent going to Detroit to cover
2: really uh nah, not in the yeah. dome baby no, not yeah. in the dome I'm, safe money is on Green Bay I
1: never been on but, football but I'm gonna speaking, bet on that game.
2: speaking of
0: orfield my joke about the Packers playing the first uh, playoff game in Ford Field <laughs> has gotten me more back slaps over the internet than any other joke I've made on this. Yep. People responded to that in droves. So we need to continue every week for my clout sake to make fun of Detroit.
2: You you are a Michigan person. My wife, as I've just said, is a Lions fan. We need to make this a campaign. Bring playoff football to Detroit. <laughs> get the packers it's game the relocated maybe there'll be a COVID outbreak maybe it'll be a snowstorm but please guys get that game indoors Maybe if the people
1: bring detroit, playoff football to detroit maybe if they get a taste of it they'll like it they'll be more demanding
2: <laughs> of their own team. <laughs> it'll, it'll help this. they won't make terrible coaching <laughs> yeah. hires at the expense of quality coaches that they fire mm-hmm.
0: i'm just imagining some guy who like works at gm and shoots screws for eight hours a day going home be like timmy we're going to the ford field <laughs> to see what real winners look like
2: <laughs> yeah, so of course bear in mind that no one will be allowed in and that's just the, the the reason it's gonna it should happen because there's nobody gonna be there no matter what so what's the difference
1: <laughs> exactly true
0: <laughs> if the field is dope field it it's, it's, it's a great stadium yep
1: it is very good it's well it's right in the middle of downtown it's really cool it it's a great little sports area they built down just right there it's good
0: have you guys ever experienced a Silver Dome?
1: I never went. I, I've I've driven by it and seen all the Volkswagens parked in the parking lot, <laughs> but um, that's it. So,
0: so the I have. Uh, I almost bought it. But other than that, yeah. the it, The Silver Dome, by the way, for people who don't know, sold for just around two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Um, and I post sale uh, played an ultimate frisbee game in the Silver Dome. I don't know how I didn't tear both my ACLs. No kidding. I don't know how Barry, I don't know how Barry Sanders didn't tear both his ACLs. That is the worst single. Like I have played in backyards with potholes in them that that I felt safer playing on. It it is a concrete floor covered in a quarter inch of carpet, or was I should I should speak yep. in past
2: tense. Jared, do, you
1: know, do you know the Volkswagens at the Superdome story? Yeah,
2: yeah. Uh, um uh, yeah, and I feel like we've driven by as well, but I I can't picture it. I don't even know. Right. I I don't know.
0: But yeah, so anything is an improvement over the Silverdome. Absolutely. Even though the Silverdome still, I believe, holds the world record for the largest uh, attendance for an indoor sporting event.
2: Really? Hmm, good for
0: WrestleMania. 2? WrestleMania WrestleMania
2: three. 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 The famous one is yeah. three. Hulk, Hulk, Hulk Hogan, Andre. Andre the Giant. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, will. <Good boy. laughs> Will always be the venue where Brett Favre got his first playoff win. <laughs> yep.
1: Uh so it is. Should we do some some questions and sure, get out of here. So, well,
2: did you want to? Talk, was there anything more we wanted to say about Detroit? I feel like uh, I feel like I we know. should at least acknowledge it, the the avenue by which the Packers could lose this game. Oh, I like it when fine. you sort of break it down. What what has to happen for the Packers so, to lose this game?
1: It's really hard to see them losing this game. Like it's it's a toughie, and I, I think we have to go with the most agonizing way, which is. Adrian Peterson kind of going crazy which is possible um
2: most that's... agonizing way happened 10 years ago when Aaron Rodgers left the game with a concussion well that could happen too I mean, if Aaron gets hurt that's how but
1: um if they got to do a shootout um and they're capable of putting up points in a shootout and just something goes wrong and they're in a dome like I don't know how the offense is going to get stopped it would take like a Devonte injury or a an errant injury, I think. So here's I, I'm sorry, I just night- don't see it. I'm, that's why I said I'm going to bet on this game. I can't see a plausible um, My Nightmare scenario. Outcome. Okay.
0: Uh, Lions, Lions either return a kick a very, very deep opening kickoff or they return it for a touchdown. Lions end up scoring a touchdown on their opening drive. Packers either go three and out or throw a stupid interception. Lions then score. Packers team down two, two scores completely shuts down and shits the bet.
1: I, I guess, okay. but that's not down enough to, to do that, though. Like,
0: I'm just saying, I think the <laughs> Packers down by two touchdowns is a very different team than the Packers up by three.
1: I, I suppose that's true. They have a history of being down a lot and then just getting blown out. So that is true. It's just at no point would you feel like you couldn't come back on the Lions. <laughs> their defense is bad. Yeah, I would think. I'm I'm very confident in this one. <laughs> I'll just go you out think, and say it. I, I see no plausible think the scenario. Packers?
0: you think the Packers went outright with a seven-and-a-half-point spread? Yeah, absolutely.
1: No of doubt. Course. They're going to destroy this team. They're going to beat them okay. so bad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Love the that, might, that might be the boldest prediction I think I've heard you make on this show.
1: Well, <laughs> it would be... If they were any good on defense, if they had any competency, if Darius Slay was still around, maybe? I don't
2: know. Like, oh, we saw that. That didn't work.
1: Yeah, it's just... What, how They're not going to win a shootout against the Packers. They're just not. The, the Packer passing defense is better than the line passing defense, and the Packer passing offense is better than the line passing offense. So it's... This is a... Uh, there are obviously no sure things Aaron could get killed, but this is a sure thing. They're going to destroy this team.
0: <laughs> Aaron could get I just imagined him being, like, assassinated
1: on his way into yeah. the stadium. <laughs> they won, They went by 21 in the first game. I mean...
0: Yeah, fair. <laughs> but that was a Patricia game. And according to yourself, uh, the Lions are dead-ass last in defensive DVOA. Which they are. Exclusively because Patricia.
1: They also have no good players. So th- their, their, their bad players may play... A slightly better scheme.
0: Can, I, I'm trying to name a Lions defender off the top of my head. It's
1: really hard. Mm. <laughs> uh, Jeff, they've Okuda. got a good, I can do. I was like,
0: yeah, they've got Okuda, and they. I thought they had a good safety.
1: Uh,
2: yeah, they do. Oh, shoot, who is it? Um. Uh. <laughs> I watched these games and I can't name don't any. Have, Ziggy Ansa's not there anymore. They have, don't they have a flowers gone, on
0: their team or something? Flowers, uh, flowers, yes. Uh, the flowers,
2: yeah. Uh, is that right?
1: I could be wrong.
2: Dude, I watch these Lions games and I can't. I can't.
1: They, I have they're just
2: off. Oh, you know who they have? They have Everson Griffin. Yeah, <laughs> Everson. Griffin. Who well, I definitely don't picture in a Vikings uniform when yeah. you say his name. He's on the, yeah, he's there.
0: Uh, Duran Harmon, I think maybe that's who I was thinking Mm -hmm.
1: of. I've never heard of that guy. Don't they have somebody better than that?
0: Uh, they have Jamie Collins in the middle. Oh, and Reggie Ragland,
1: Mm,
2: that's a fun name.
0: Okay, so anyway, I thought Reggie Ragland didn't he go to Wisconsin? No,
2: I don't think so. Tessipas went to Wisconsin, the receiver who caught the touchdown.
0: Reggie Reggie Ragland went to Alabama. I had a draft crush on him a few years ago. Uh,
1: Deshaun Hadds is okay, he's fine. This team is awful. they're, they're yeah, so bad.
0: I, I should add a caveat here. I've very even vocally um you shouldn't say someone's good because you know their name. Okay. But I think that this is the exception that proves the rule because like I can't name a goddamn starter on the lines.
1: If you were a Patriots you know, like, fan, you
0: did. Do you remember Wes Welker? Of like 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 Packers <laughs> Packers fans were crapping there. But uh, the the West Welker hype, like Wes Welker to Green Bay. Oh yeah, and it was, it was specifically because everyone knew his name, even though he was three years past his prime. Yeah, and 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 that's my point. Okay, fair
1: enough. Yeah, the moral is don't get expatriates ever for any reason,
2: especially when they're coaches. Mm -hmm. Do not. All right, first question from Matt Van Hoovelen off Twitter: Can I resubmit mine from last week? With Rogers' improved play, it looks like Jordan Love may have had a tougher path to may have a tougher path. To a starting job in Green Bay. Predictions for what happens with Jordan Love over the course of his rookie contract. Also, any practical difference between Irvin and T. A. Tavon Austin.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, I think oh, Irvin go. can
0: catch a target more than thirty yards downfield. Yeah, there's that. I'll probably,
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, but but Irvin but got hurt running the first ten yards of that route. So like, I don't know what what the difference is.
1: It's just straight line speed. Like Irvin is a more versatile player. He's a more useful offensive player. Austin can do a lot of the same things, but he's a more explosive kick returner. But he's a less crafty route runner, and like with the ball in his hands, he, he's a he's a flyer with some agility. Irvin has great agility and is not a burner. That's that's the difference.
0: Yeah. And I'm just run Tavon Austin, like like just run mesh just mesh every every down that Tavon Austin run mesh cuz he's going to get open Give him the ball. It's fine. I, I think don't...
2: it's also you got to point out too Irvin isn't is there f- not to even necessarily do stuff. His the, all that pre-stamp <laughs> yeah. motion is just a threat of something. That's and right. you got to have the right guy to do that much. And I think T- Tavon Austin can do that. Totally. Lizard
0: that. was the Lizard was the jet motion guy after Irvin was out. Um, yeah.
1: as he is.
2: But they have struggled getting that to work with yes. with Irvin out.
1: Austin can do all the stuff Irvin can just fine. I, he should never be catching a pass, though. A swing pass, <laughs> fine. But just jet motion, sweeps, and things like that. Keep it simple for him.
0: Um, I, I I, think that, that it's fine to target him within 10 yards.
1: Yeah. Um. And as for Jordan Love, um. I mean, yeah. Um, Aaron's having a great bounce back season. If he keeps playing like this for a couple more years, he's not going to have a starting job until be shipped out Jimmy Garoppolo style. And that's where this lies. Um, But as much as we love Aaron this year, and this is likely to continue because he's not that old, it's worth remembering, like, Brett Favre had seasons like this near the end of his career, too, and then he had garbage seasons, too. So it's not like a a sure thing that two years from now Aaron is still playing at this level. I would say it's pretty likely at this point. I think he's taken to the offense. He's not taking a bunch of shots. Um, Yeah, He's really developed his old man game this year, and kudos to Aaron for doing that. Um, so I'd bet that love is probably gonna get shipped out before he ever plays it down for us. But uh, you know, it's there's there's no sure things. Two years in the future, lots can happen. Um, you know, we don't we don't know anything, so it's it's not. Hopefully, next year he's backing up. If he's not the backup next year, he's dead. Like he won't even get traded.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine a 2021 with Tim Boyle as the backup? No,
1: I cannot imagine it. And that <laughs> would be very sad. So he's got to at least win the backup job next year. If not going to be Matthew
2: Stafford, he's going to be the backup next year. KJR, say this next person's name. Shlong Connery. <laughs> R.I.P. Real question is, does it work? How much does defense really matter? I think it's fair to say that offense is more important. Also, that a truly terrible defense can sink you. But does a great defense provide even 60% as much value as a great offense?
1: So this is a this is a sabermetric analytics thing where... Um, it, let this is a little bit confused from the actual story, which is offense is more consistent from year to year, but one's not really that much more important than the other. It's if you build your team around defense, it's not going to be as predictable. If you have a great defense one year, it might be the bears do this all the time. Like they're often the number one defense in the league. They're almost never the number one defense two years in a row. That's the problem with defense is it really fluctuates. Defense has to Because react. of turnovers? It, it, turnovers are a huge part of why they're good or bad. Um, they get figured out and have to adjust. It, defense doesn't plan. Defense reacts. And it takes a while to figure out how to react to new things. There's just a lot more luck that goes into defense. So uh, it's a harder thing to build and count on. But it, it is important. Now, it's smarter to build your team around offense because it's more predictable, um, I would say, for the most part. And it's not wise to spend cap on a thing that can you know, maybe get you fired um, if they have a bad year one year. Um, but defense is important. And you can, in fact... Build a team around defense that's good enough to win the Super Bowl, even if your offense is bad. We've seen it happen quite a few times. The, the Ravens did it um, c- kind of twice. Um, the, the Giants basically did it. At least one of those Eli teams, I would say, had, had a legitimately bad offense and a very, very, very good defense that carried them. Um, the 85 Bears, had a, they actually had a good offense in terms of points scored, but that defense made life Super easy on that offense, and it was really not that good of an offense.
0: So. I mean, even look at runners up, the uh, Panthers, the Julius Peppers Panthers. Yep, they had an undrafted free agent, I think, is their... What was that guy's name? Jake Delhomme, quarterback. Yeah, Jake Delhomme.
1: He was a like, yes. He he played in a Super Bowl and almost won it. Jake Delhomme did so um,
0: against the the Belichickian Patriots. Yeah,
1: so you can be good with the defense. It in you can you can win that way, but it's. It's very, very hard to count on it. So that's really the problem.
2: Jake DeLome will always be a star of more points, more points 2,000. More points 99. More points 99, sorry. Sorry, I wasn't sure, like, was that 2,000? I don't remember, like, where the cutoff was if that was a a (laughs) January game. But uh, more points 99, uh, that's how I will always think of Jake DeLome. Uh, for everyone, is the Rogers Adams Jones trio better than the Rogers Jordan Lacy trio? For call me Metub specifically, for Metub specifically, <laughs> if the Packers swapped Menenga for the special teams coordinator of the Chargers, which team gets worse?
1: You go first.
0: Um, I so I don't, I don't know how much talent the Chargers have on their special teams. I know exactly how much talent is on the Packers special teams. I think. Um, a, a, in the situation where you randomly get a brand new coordinator, I think the Packers team gets better on accident. Um, Just because I I don't think there's enough of the season left for a new coordinator to make any changes. I understand it's a joke because the Chargers are historically bad. Um, So regression to the mean or whatever. I think the Packers actually do uh, pan out to be worse, but would be better immediately. That makes sense. That makes sense.
1: Some I kind of got it
0: like they would accident, there would be an accidental slight bump, but then over time they would, would become the worst of all time.
1: Yeah, yes. I, I mean, I, it's hard to say they'd get better since San Diego's historically bad, and you never want it, you never want historically bad. Normal bad is better than historically bad. <laughs> so, I, I'll keep guys who are familiar with the system, the keep guys who are familiar with the bad system, um, and the guy who's implementing the bad system versus making players adjust to a much worse system. Uh, so. That's my, there. As for the the trio combo, um, this is getting tough, because uh, I'm still not quite sure where to put Devonte historically, um, but we should know that we, I still think we underrate um, Jordy Nelson quite a bit, who is certainly a top five Packer receiver of all time, and maybe a top three, who did lead the league in DVOA once, and has finished in the top six a bunch of times, and... Uh, huge on DYAR and very, very, very dominant seasons that would have gotten more recognition if not for Calvin Johnson being around. But I also take Aaron Jones over Eddie Lacey, but running backs don't matter. So um, I'd go Rodgers, Jordy. Um, though, you know, Adams is still in his prime and young and can still make me eat my words a second time uh, if he keeps on the trajectory he currently is on.
2: I think that what I like about Jordy is that. There's a deep threat component there that I don't know if the Packers really have. I mean, obviously, we know MVS is a deep threat in in principle, but uh, and Adams could be, but like that's not where Adams' specialty is. You know, he's the guy you want when it's first and goal on the five, and you know when you need a couple to, when you need a couple yards through the air, and he can make great. He's obviously very good. Like Jordy had that deep threat to him that I think would be nice if the Packers had that. Right now, that would be the one thing that could really even put them in another another stratosphere. Yeah.
0: Uh, part of what made Jordy great as a deep threat was beyond being a good deep threat. The connection with Rodgers totally. that, that Devontae also obviously has. Uh, Jordy was phenomenal at beating cover two. There's a there's always a slight gap. Like if you can beat if it's let's say it's cover two man, and Jordy beats his man off the line. There's a s- very small window between. <laughs> where you are covered by the corner and where the safety picks you up, where you enter the safety zone. And Jordy made his money in that tiny little gap because Rogers knew he was going to be open. Rogers threw him a bullet and Jordy made the safety miss. That's that's something that we are missing this year. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I don't think Devonte can do.
2: But what about Aaron? I mean, is Aaron still that guy? Like obviously Aaron's, having a great year is maybe going to win MVP. He's going to at least finish second at yeah. this point. Um, maybe, maybe Adams is the right guy for this stage of, of Aaron Rogers career.
0: But then I think you've got plays like, like the MVS drop. Um, he went from the ball went from the 26 to the 15. Uh, you're right. It's a, it's, a miracle. It, throw. Is, <laughs> it is still, it, it was, it was on a frozen rope. Aaron Rodgers arm strength is still there when he steps into throws and this year he's stepping into throws
1: I think a vintage good Aaron season so I'm gonna just count them as equals for purposes of this even though he was well uh, he was probably objectively better back than he won MVPs then but he's having a good this is
0: awesome so which historically great trio of the Packers franchise is better (laughs) this is a fun conversation yeah
2: uh, in the same vein. Oh, by the way, uh, as far as special teams, like J.K. Scott, I don't know if that guy's back next year. Like oh, wow. this is this has a rough bad. look.
0: Yeah, I've been Twitter defending Rooney. him. I'm done. I'm yeah. done. Yeah, I, it's bad. It's Twitter bad.
2: Rooney, if you if you had to keep either Petter or Menenga, who do you keep? this is the same job. question yes in
0: in in the words of garrosh hell scream i choose
2: death <laughs> it's gonna be crazy when a team that goes to the nfc championship game gets a new defensive coordinator and a new special teams coordinator <laughs> you're just like man what were they good at how did that work so also i was hoping that there
0: was going to be some kind of hilarious browns connection to the charger special teams coordinator um his name is george stewart prior to working in in the Chargers franchise as a special teams coordinator, he was the Minnesota Vikings wide receivers coach from '07 to 2016.
2: Wow, wow, that's a hell of a tenure. Yeah,
0: that's nah, a- not ten ten seasons huh. to a team that traditionally hasn't had good wide receivers outside of Randy Moss. Uh,
1: I don't think that's true.
0: Who was who was oh, good for them in that? Oh yeah,
2: I An- guess
1: 2016. Or... Anthony Carter, Chris Carter, Jake Reed. Um,
0: I should rephrase in that but, time period.
1: Yeah. That's that is a well t- okay. I think they still had some good receivers even in that. Sydney time. Rice, That's
0: Sydney Rice, who was very very fast. Yeah. Um. Who Sydney Rice playing with Brett Favre came within I think it was ten yards of setting the record for most yards without a touchdown in a game. <laughs> what a kid! He had, great he, had le- he had like two hundred nine yards without a touchdown. He got tackled on the one three times. Um. The record I think is like two fifteen. <laughs>
2: I mean, Adam Thielen, I, I guess, but again, yeah, I, I don't even know how far. Yeah, but if he ended in 2016, um you're not getting the best of digs there. I, that's true, but
0: and also you were you were, you're not like part of his right media sort of rise. Yeah.
2: All right, Michael asks, what is Savage doing different these past couple weeks? Oh, maybe
0: he's watching film. <laughs>
1: We kind of talked about that one a little bit, though. I do think a lot of it has to do with the man's, the man's own dichotomy yeah. and just breaking on the ball versus having to defend going backwards. Uh, I think that's just huge.
2: So, I, I, I think what you said is interesting. Like, As as this team has Super Bowl aspirations, it could be it's Savage who's going to make these plays maybe more so than Alexander. Yeah. And you're going to have a lot of people that are like, what happened to Alexander? He's just not as good as he used to be, whereas Savage rises up. Or another, you're going to have a, a playmaker back there. That's pretty cool.
1: We forgot about Last. We forgot about Greg oh, Jennings sorry. on the Vikings in 2014. He's a fantastic receiver. Did
0: you guys? Was it was it 2014, 2015? There was an article on Daily Norseman called "Greg Jennings is always open," and it it was a film breakdown showing that Jennings was literally open on every yeah. single route and just was never thrown the ball. By the
1: way, just really quick, in 2013, uh, this sorry for all the Vikings content this week. In 2013, Jerome Simpson had a hundred targets for the Vikings. <laughs> Which is um, incredible. I couldn't have told you he existed or was on any team. He got 100 targets for a team. Good for is you, Jaron. Is he Jerome. like
2: a backup running back just getting no, he was a wide targets receiver. out of the backfield? He was a wide oh receiver. He
1: he caught 48 of his 100 targets <laughs> for for
2: 15 <laughs> yards
1: of reception and one touchdown. Which Oh, my gosh. For a, for a burner guy to average 15 yards of reception and only get one touchdown is also incredible. A good season, Jerome. Well done. Interesting. Yeah.
2: Bill Last says, Tanyan should get more targets, right? His catch rate is outstanding, but he averages fewer targets at MBS per game. And his 20th among NFL tight ends. Seems like the guy should get the ball more. I think he gets the ball the correct amount.
1: Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that. So we talk a lot about Tanyan's efficiency. And a lot of that, I think, comes with the fact that he is just, when he catches it, he's usually wide open. He's big play, Bob. He is... Um, he's been schemed open he's often deep and he often is giving them an easy touchdown or an easy big gain uh, you don't want to f- I don't think you want to force the ball to Bob that's that's the big thing here um, this is not he, he, sorry to make the comparison this is not Jimmy Graham like boxing a guy over over the middle like now, Jimmy was bad at that but that's not Tanyan's game at all Tanyan is there to be a big giant burner guy and you can't you can't uh, force targets to that guy he's got to get himself open and he's got to be on the receiving end of something that was well developed in the first place so uh keep the efficiency keep the volume where it, where it is you know he might have he might have a huge game once or twice a year where the scheme just works out for him and he catches a few bombs and and, and that happens but it shouldn't be an every week thing that's not his game that's what Devonte is for force,
2: force for, feed Devante. force feed Devante. <laughs> some questions from discord janice for hall of fame today hof today
0: it's just it's just janice for hall of fame and then the time stamp comes in
2: oh it's oh, yeah, sorry about that janice for <laughs> hall of fame well today or otherwise it's still a bad <laughs> handle take but uh is billy turner actually good this year he is he's good
1: he's really good yes he is uh,
0: he's not as good as his pass block win rate makes you think he is yeah
1: but he's still really really good and he's having a phenomenal season um a lot goes into or a lot of effectiveness of linemen comes from chemistry between guys and whatever their scheme is whatever the coaches are doing um i think makes it easy on everybody billy turner like has always been pretty good when healthy his thing is just staying on the field staying healthy he's never been this good but he's been serviceable so it's not that surprising that he is having a particularly good year given the guys around him and given that aaron makes it um well, easy. So now that we blame quarterbacks for their sacks more than like appropriately, Aaron makes it easy on guys because they know where he's going to be and like they know where they need to be. So he's he is legitimately having a great year. He's having he should be very proud of his efforts.
2: The versatility that he brings is not something that I think is always that big a deal. But when you've had injuries like they've had, like how v- it's been so valuable that he's been available to move around to tackle to guard, like that's that's been crucial.
1: Totally. They really need that too. Like The fact that they haven't had to go to a Don Barclay level backup at any position, mm-hmm. especially tackle, um, is made possible by both him and Elton hey, Jenkins. Versus you need Williams.
0: to show some damn respect to Donald Wayne Barclay, the He's third. Terrible.
1: Do you guys know? Do you guys remember Donovan McNabb being on the Vikings? Because that happened. Sorry, oh, I yeah. Did. Jeez. <laughs> Still scrolling through Viking wide receivers. <laughs> <laughs> um, Strad-
0: I remember, was it Barclay started for left tackle? started that left tackle for the lions a year ago, two years ago. Yeah. yeah it was yeah. recent. It was, it
2: was recent. very recent. Oh, the lions. Uh, S- 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 I re- oh, yeah. Say that. Say that name. It's What am I saying out loud? slad chelly Hey,
0: I can't say, Hey, it's Vlad. Swillad. lad. Uh, Please tell us how to say your name in Discord <laughs> okay, for the so next time I, you ask a question.
2: I actually thought you were setting me up here. I thought there was something hidden like, you know, like Schlong Connery that you wanted me to say. <laughs> Just, okay, Incredible. Shelly, why do teams still throw wide receiver screens? When was the last time it worked? They
0: work against the Packers every week.
1: So they work when there's a coverage breakdown and that's when you should throw them. When a guy is legitimately playing far off or when a guy has failed to cover somebody or when you know that a guy's you like pick up a guy's going to blitz instead of cover his receiver. That's when they work. That's when you should use them. They shouldn't be a staple of your offense where you throw to a guy you know is going to be covered by the cornerback standing right in front of him. And that's where the Packers screw it up all the time. And that's why it works against them because other teams do the proper thing and the Packers just force it to Devante. So that's the answer. <laughs>
2: all right janice for hall of fame has another one all right uh given that i see analytical people say defense isn't as predictive as offense we talked about this just now but uh good good question here though and quarterback is is obviously very important why do i see so many smart people saying the saints are the best team in the nfc uh the saints do have a quarterback but he's an aging one when he's healthy and right now they don't even have him
0: because they're doing well and scoring points in spite of their current quarterback situation
1: that's really comes down to that and there are quite a few smart people also saying that they will flame out if Taysom has to play an important game, and that's true. Um, I, I think the league's close to figuring out how to defend them with him in there, and uh, th- it's a it's a huge liability. I, I think most people do understand that Taysom Hill is a big liability, and if they don't get Breeze back, that they will not go that far in the playoffs. So. What's the
2: situation with Breeze? I haven't seen it in a while. He He broke 18 ribs. I know that. (laughs) He should retire. Yeah, that's the thing. Yes, this part I know. It's will he play again in 2020 that I'm interested in. I'm
0: pretty sure he can't even legally take the sleeping medicine that he peddles because it would kill him.
1: (laughs) So he's not ruled out. I do know that. Um, And at some point, it'll just become a matter of pain tolerance. So I think they are hopeful of getting him back. I believe. Trying to look it up real quick. But I'm not 100% sure on that. Falls um,
0: over here Googling, how much Toradol can you take before your kidney shut down?
1: <laughs> uh, let's see. Ch-ch-ch-ch-ch. Remains. Uh, well, he has no time frame. So, th- okay, I didn't miss anything. There just is no time frame for him res- his return. So, uh, I mean, rib injuries are really, uh, he has a lot of them. So it's not just about pain tolerance. He needs structure to keep his heart from exploding. But uh, they become about pain tolerance pretty quick. So um they haven't ruled him out. He's not done for the year, but he should be done for the year. I doubt they'll have him back for the playoffs. That that injury was
2: just on horrific. that schedule where I think they could potentially take a loss. Sorry, it's Eagles this week. Vikings following the Chiefs. So Eagles, Eagles, Chiefs, uh, Vikings, Panthers. Not terribly daunting. Yeah, uh, but uh, no, I, I do. I mean, I feel like the Saints are definitely going to take at least one more.
1: The Chiefs are going to lo- beat them for sure. And the Vikings, sure. I will bet on the Vikings winning that game, too.
2: You also told me the Falcons would, though, Paul. You let me they down. Were so close.
1: <laughs> There's, they, they the Falcons also lions to that game away, which maybe we should change to the Falcons at this point. They have
2: been the professors of well, the the, the
0: difference being is the Falcons tend to do it on a bigger stage, yeah. like they did it in the Super Bowl, and they've done it a bunch of times since. All right. All
2: right. Uh, last but not least, Jonathan Deal asks, "Will Paul know what episode it is? We've come full maybe. circle.
0: Maybe we'll find out." You uh, know there's there's a question missing from that. Really? Yeah, uh, there was a question asked earlier in the in the RE questions tab on Discord oh, shortly no. before I'm Jonathan deals question. Can you
1: look it up real quick? Is it yeah, or it's or it uh suck?
0: it's from Matub today at 10:38 oh, a.m. Why, Why is Matub. is Matub
2: the best host. <laughs>
1: <laughs> because he controls the questions that get on the podcast
0: apparently. I I don't control nothing. I don't even control myself.
1: All right. So, before we get to plugs, I have one more Viking
0: wide receiver stat.
2: Um, <laughs> so hold on. I need to give you another test Verde thing. While you're doing that, I'll okay. look something up. No, All right. Really.
1: So, so do you guys do you guys remember Devin Aromashadu? Yes. Right, yes, I on. do. I believe he started with the Bears. And so on, in 2011, he was on the Vikings, and he was second on the team in targets. Percy I don't Percy Harvin that. led the team in targets with 121 targets. Devin Aroma-Shadu had 84 targets. He was second. Tell, tell me how many receptions he had. Take a Seven guess. Seven targets. I'm going to yeah. guess 50.
0: He had 84 uh, targets. 42.
1: 42. He had 26 receptions <laughs> on 84 targets. He, he caught 31% of his targets. And have... the quarterback
2: threw it away? Did they just assign it to Aroma-Shadu? <laughs> Maybe.
1: I don't know. Um, that's, that is... Absolutely insane. I've never seen anything even close to it before with that sample What's size. Who's the
2: quarterback for the Vikings in 2011, first uh, year after Favre?
0: I think it's Ponder, isn't
1: it? It's Ponder. Ponder started 10 games. McNabb started six. And our good friend Joe Webb started one. Oh, yes.
0: The Joe Webb
1: game. So that wasn't that season. They were 3-13 and 13 this year. I don't know how they have 17 starts listed on it, but they do. <laughs> <laughs> B- it, B- well,
2: maybe Joe Webb started out wide for the first play of the game or something. Oh, that's actually
1: a good call. Maybe he did, and then he, he was went back. Wildcat, that would make sense actually, because he did play wide yeah, receiver. That's probably what it yeah. is.
0: The Vikings uh, averaged uh, a negative one oh nine point differential that year.
1: <laughs> that is uh, but
0: not even the worst in the league. Not even close to the worst
2: Tough. in the league. All right. Tough so so first year the Rams. Yep.
0: The Rams were minus two fourteen.
2: Jared, did you get your Vinny stat? No, I was. He was joking. I have no interest in more (laughs) Vinny Testaverde knowledge tonight.
0: If people want to sum up this entire podcast in one sentence, it's before we go, I got one more Vikings (laughs) wide receiver stat.
2: (laughs) Or Vinny Testaverde was a Raven. I miss uh, Devin Aromashidur. It's great. such a good name. There should be more great.
1: fantasy teams based on his name. I feel like that's... Uh, Muhammad Sanu well.
2: is, is, was still lingering about the NFL orbit. That's a good name. That's that's sort of the also, uh, carrying the torch. Did that. you
0: know that Devin isn't his first name? No. It's it's Gabolahan. Well, G-B-O-L-A-H-A-N. Wow. It's a
2: lot. It's a, it's a big name. That's a lot going a on there. Lot, there's a whole lot of names. Doesn't quite have the cadence of Kabir Baja Biamilla. Yeah. There's, there's, I know that's syncop- a that's a can of worms, we don't need to we don't need to dive that's in that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> let's not talk about him. Um all right. So that that will do it for us before we get out of here. Chair, any plugs?
2: Uh, it was Lions week, uh, which made it a, a nice time to drop the uh, the next in my 2010 series. The Lions 7-3 win over the Packers at Ford Field. Rogers concussed. What a fascinating two-game corridor for this season. The Matt Flynn games. Yep. Both losses, but both super interesting, super interesting games. The Lions game because it was so awful but then the patriots game the following week which the packers should have been blown out and they managed to you know they were knocking on the door on the 15 yard line when the when the game ended so like it was a crazy within within a few points so it was a crazy Crazy couple games. Uh, I don't know how the Packers made the playoffs that year, guys. I mean, they they totally should not have made the playoffs. It's just an in, incredible, well, it's incredible the, series of circumstances. It's, well, it's Deshaun Jackson's
1: the, punt return, right, Jared? No. They, God damn it. <laughs>
2: oh, yes. I'm so glad you brought that up, Paul. Uh, that will be mentioned. Uh, you might be surprised to know in week 15 when, they, uh, when the Packers-Patriots game is broken down. There, there is a mention of Deshaun Jackson's punt return and the uh, circumstances that, that would cause everyone to misread remember how that went but uh but, but yeah uh aside from that I did look at the packers tiebreaker situation I, it's pretty simple like you just most the most likely scenarios that it would be between the packers and the saints and uh if the packers gain that game they'll be the they'll be the top team in the in the nfc and if not uh it'll be the saints so i looked at a couple other scenarios less somewhat less likely uh tiebreaker scenarios as well that's at jsonline.com packersnews.com and uh yeah, it's all I got right now. I'm doing a big story on the zoo, some zoo animals, the Milwaukee County Zoo that I'm working on. So
1: saw the polar bear, very nice. Oh,
2: yes, uh, yes. Snow Lily, they have some elderly, elderly <laughs> animals, some at that, at that animals at that. zoo, they really do. They got three elephants that are all 39 years old, which is which is impressive. Yeah. Uh, a turtle that's fucking 100, 100 year old <laughs> turtle. <laughs> like, so, swear uh, to God, that she is a century year old. She's she was fucking World War One when she was born. It's incredible. Love-
0: I just love JR, trending sports reporter for Walkie Journal Sentinel. That turtle is fucking 100. I I mean,
2: it's the coolest damn animal, too. Like, it is so cool to be in the presence of that animal. We made it 80 minutes without
1: me having to turn on the explicit tag, and then we lost it. Yeah. No, no, no. That said
2: something. (laughs) God, and it's JR. Of all three of us, it's me who screwed that up. Uh, but like the, the flamingo, they have a thirty-year-old flamingo. Like everyone is old there, but these animals are
1: That's incredible.
2: Same, same. I you didn't. I wouldn't think a bird could live that long. No, the flamingos thirty. They've got hornbills. Thirty-four-year-old hornbill. Like they got. They're old, man. But they're Sweet. amazing. Animals are cool. Yeah, animals are cool. That's obviously not sports. That'll come closer to Christmas. But I'm working on <laughs> working on something.
1: All right, Matt. You anything?
0: Uh. Please join the Discord. There we go. I no, I plugged it earlier, but that's I've spent spent a lot of time making the Discord good, adding good bots, good emoji. It's a good it's a good community, and we will be doing a giveaway through our sponsor, Appleton Coffee Company.
1: Yep, Matt puts um, a lot of work into the Discord, and it runs very well. It is super functional and easy to use. So do check it out. We're actually recording through it right now. So <laughs>
0: yes, uh, fun fact: we record the podcast. That.
1: So um, I actually also took a look at um, the the not Packer playoff scenarios in terms of tiebreakers, but in terms of who you want to face and who you don't, um, because it's, getting pretty clear who's going to be in it with the exception of that last spot. Vikings mm-hmm. um, could fall out of it very easily. Um, that's up at the shepherd now. And I will be writing something for Acme packing company this week. that uh, as of yet to be determined <laughs> Should do that. It's been a busy week, but uh, I, I owe a text an article. I, 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 the lions are not fun to write about. So that's the other thing about them. Like the, the bears, we all kind of hate and the Vikings, we all kind of hate and the bears are funny, but the lions are like just kind of sad. Maybe I'll write about the how the Lions are just kind of sad. I think
2: they Had have a that cool stadium. They have, they have a cool stadium. The
0: Detroit, the Detroit Lions are like a Tom Waits
2: song that you've never heard of. <laughs> <laughs> just kind of sad. Yep. Just, just kind of sad. Not enjoyable. Not
1: enjoyable. Very sad.
2: relevant to uh, who you want to face Thursday night football. Cheer for those Patriots to beat the Rams because. Yep. Uh, you don't, you don't want the Rams. No. no,
1: you do not want the Rams. The Rams are very well well designed to beat the Packers. Uh, number one running game by DVOA. Excellent defense across the board. Um, yeah, n- nobody wants any part of that. Go away, Rams. All right, that'll do it for us. So um, everybody enjoy the game this week. We'll be back next week.
0: In walks Jack
2: says, how'd you do? Oh, yeah.
0: Lenny handed me this wonderful statue. Thank you.